And welcome back to Inside the Show. This is episode two. I appreciate you guys listening in. We're back again. Once again, I do appreciate everyone listening to the first episode. Give me their feedback and so on and so on. How excited you are. I am excited here to get this going. We are with episode two. And not only that, we left you off. We left you off with podcast one saying that we had a big announcement to make. We had a big announcement to make. And that is that I'm not going to be the only one here on this podcast. No, I'm not going to be the only one here. We do have a co-host, and we're going to go straight to it. We are going to welcome our new co-host. We'll give a little background details. He has he has over 98K subscribers on YouTube. So what does that, what does that mean? If you're not subbed to him, by all means, go to his YouTube account and get him to 100K. But he has 98K subs, uh, subscribers on YouTube. Not only that, he's a Twitch partner. Not only that, he is a Sony partner as well. Please welcome the great grandchild of George Herman Roof, my boy, Cougs. What's up, Cougs? How's it going? Thank you for joining Inside the Show. Welcome to the show. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful intro. Thank you. I try, you know, I know. I try to hype it up as much as I can, you know, and then we'll get it going. But my great granddaddy would be so happy with that. Oh, he would be. He's looking down below and he's just like smiling just from ear ear to ear and uh, glad to listen. I, I really do. I really do look like him, don't I? It's it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's funny. If we could go into that segue. Like we have a lot of content creators <laughs> that do look like and will be players. Like I mean, personally, we say my doppelganger is Eric Sogard, which I think is spot on. That's accurate as hell. Like it's, yes. it's perfect. Uh huh. And then and then I I don't know if you see it, but I see it in Shelfie that he looks like George Springer. George Springer. Yeah, if you do side by side, I don't know why I do. That's where I feel like he looks a little bit like George. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel. I don't know about Springer. I feel like the beard gives him like a lot of different vibes. Like some people say he looks like Harper, which I I don't necessarily see. I think they're seeing the beard, but I think you got to look at some of the big, some of the big beards in the game. And I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I see Springer, bro. That might be a you thing. <laughs> I might just, yeah, it might be just a you thing, me thing, whatever it is. But I appreciate having you here. So why not? We're just going to go ask you a little basic questions to just in case if like everyone's someone's listening and doesn't really know about consecration within the MLB community. So I want to just ask you what I answered for the first podcast. First off, why do you play MLB the show? Um, well, I mean, I've always been a gamer and you know, like I've been playing video games since I was really young and baseball has always been my favorite sport. And I used to play some of the older baseball games back on like the GameCube with my brother when I was much younger. And eventually as time went on, MLB The Show became like obviously the main franchise after the 2K series kind of went south. So Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, I got a PS3 in 2012 and I bought MLB The Show, pretty much the only reason I got a PlayStation. And then ever since then, man, it's just got the game every year. I've loved the game every year and yeah, I'm just, enjoy the game, man. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how that works. And we were mentioning that on last podcast, how like, People buy a Sony PlayStation. It's crazy just to get and will be the show. That's it. That's it. That's why I was very, very shocked by how they were going to multi-platform from the last press release that we heard going to 2021, because I feel like they make a lot of revenue just by 
having an exclusive game on Sony, but now they're going to expand on that and it's going to be even more accessible. So that's great in all standpoints. Yeah, I, yeah, they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money on it, but I think for the good of the game, I think it's going to be much better, the fact that it's going to be spread across the different platforms. So Exactly. So that's how you play MLB The Show. So how did you get into content creation, my man? If you don't know, Kooks is a huge YouTuber. He has over 98K subscribers, as we said, youtube.com slash Kooks46. And not only that, he streams on Twitch as well. But I'm just curious how you got into content creation. I believe you got you didn't do MLB the show first. You did Call of Duty first. Am I am I correct on that? Um, no, I did. I did MLB first. Like if you go back on my channel and check my oldest videos, it's MLB 15 Road to the Shows and stuff like that. So I started that. I got like I don't know. Basically, I just kind of saw like. Well, at first I wanted to just start making videos. And then as I kept making videos, I saw kind of a little void. There weren't that many people making MLB videos. And I figured that, you know, I already play the game a lot. I really enjoy the game. I enjoy baseball. And I really started, you know, just going hard on videos every day when MLB The Show 16 came out. And yeah, ever since then, I've just been, I basically just haven't stopped. And it just kept growing. I was able to take it like full time at the start of 2018. and. Just going strong with it, man. Trying to keep having fun on the game. Trying to keep it entertaining. Exactly. Exactly. So now you, you guys know a little bit about Cougs and myself. So now we're going to get into the details here. So today is January 13th. We're actually going to try to get this podcast out tonight or early tomorrow. I know I had a schedule set up for last podcast, but now it's going to be a little bit different. But today, SDS actually has a stream going tonight about the beta. So we talked a little bit about the beta last week. They're doing beta for just like they did the previous two years. Now it's it's not alpha. Remember, it's not alpha, it's a beta. So it should be a little bit more polished game. The expected modes to have is battle royale events, play with friends, and CPU. But we want to talk about what to expect from this beta, what what we really expect. And from my standpoint, it's pretty much just get familiarized with the gameplay. What what improvements they might be making going to will be this show 20 that's what i'm mostly looking for they didn't really give us any information probably they're going to do this a little bit later on the stream today unfortunately we're doing this podcast a little bit beforehand but that's fine that's fine we'll go in there just like you guys when watching the stream and figure out the details from there but from your standpoint kooks what do you expect from coming from this beta here um well one thing we've gotten in the alphas in the past is um people that may not be as familiar with like how a game development cycle works they'll see like a lot of the same cards from mlb or the the current version of the game and you know i i don't think you can expect much in terms of content because this beta is going to be all about gameplay they're just going to be trying to hammer home the mechanics of hitting i'm sure they'll talk about what they're going to you know look for in the streams what you know, changes you can focus on and stuff. But basically, uh, if you're going into this expecting like kind of an early look at MLB 20 in terms of content, you're probably not going to be that <laughs> impressed. They had like, no, no, I'm, I'm just cutting you. They had like all those packs that you could open. Like it was like 100 pack, like cards, they're all diamonds. You had like a yeah. God Squad date, like just that first like 15 minutes I forgot about and that. i expect the same here it's nothing about the content it's just all about the gameplay yeah i believe last year was they're focused more on servers the stress tests of servers than they were 
for for 19 or for 18 i believe that was either 18 or 19 probably 18 to be honest for you because i remember 17 we have a low hiccup in the 17 servers were tough but i do remember that was a big focus for uh for 18 because as you know say whatever you want about 18 the servers were were definitely a little bit better in that game um but no yeah it's just the beta is basically just going to be testing out a lot of the you know technical stuff about the game so if you're looking for flashy stuff you're probably not going to get that you're just looking at you know the way the hitting engine works the way the feedback is working you know if you see any irregularities you can go ahead and you know give your feedback on the show nation forums make sure you don't do it publicly <laughs> like just do it in the, the closed forums yes don't don't do it publicly and don't don't stream the game please because you'll easily get banned and not only that you'll get banned you'll probably get banned from sony as well they might lock your ps uh psn and all kind of bad stuff that happened yeah but- it's just it's it's not worth it and like you know you start streaming it and you maybe you get like two two or three more viewers and you're like oh wow and then your stream shuts off because you get banned like it's it's not it's not worth it, man. Like, so yeah, make sure you don't talk about it publicly. Just do it on the closed forums. But yeah, like I said, it's just, you just got to be looking for, you know, the technical stuff, hitting mechanics, feedback. If something doesn't make sense, make sure you take a screenshot or a video clip of it. And, you know, basically this is an opportunity for us to, you know, help make the game better. And I think that's something that we all have to really like take kind of seriously because we can complain about the game all year, but right now at the start of every year, they're giving us a chance to make the game a little bit better and say whatever you want about how the games worked the past couple of years. I do genuinely believe that the alphas have helped make the game better. And if we didn't have those alphas, we'd probably be much more behind in terms of the gameplay when the game actually comes out. So this is actually a really, really good opportunity for the community to talk directly with the devs and like make or give some feedback that actually holds some weight. Exactly. And you know, what's great about this time around that we got a full week out of this last, I believe last year we had only like four days. I remember Alan could play like for about one, one or two days because it was very short. Now we have a full week. And remember, if you don't know where to give back the feedback from, just go on the show nation forums and there'll be a private forum for this. If you get accepted into playing the closed beta and you'll go on there, give, I believe there's different topics that you go, not only give, constructive feedback also I, I personally i like to say things i liked as well just be like yeah, just keep on going to like oh yes i really like this i look looking forward to where this goes forward and stuff like that so either either negative or positive feedback definitely give it but definitely give it into a constructive way don't just say you hate this and then leave yeah. it that's your post positive Positive reinforcement and constructive criticism. That's the best way to help exactly. make the game better. Couldn't say that any better. So we had that to look forward from. Remember, it's from January 14th to January 20th. Remember, you could only sign up in the period of time. January 2nd was the cutoff date. So if you're listening to this now and asking, how do I sign up for this? Unfortunately, you won't be able to. You had to sign up about two weeks ago around January 2nd was the cutoff date. And so fortunately, you can't do that. But Look out for maybe, I mean, it looks like it's a theme now. They're going to keep on doing this uh, yearly. So that's a great thing for SES to do. So that I am kind of interested. Sorry, not to cut you off. But like, I am kind of interested the fact that this year it's a beta versus last two years where it's been an alpha. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder how much more of a polished product we're going to get because obviously a beta is a further along build of the game. It's after an alpha. So I don't know what like what else 
there really is or if it's just going to be similar to the alpha but you know uh, they've they've polished it more over time so i'm kind of i'm curious i don't i don't know what mlb the show's beta version looks like because we've never actually seen that we've always got the alpha so i don't know that's just another little thing i yeah it's and not only that it's a a, with it being beta it's also a month later since we got the alpha because we got the alpha early december i was curious on that too is it just them saying that it it could be straightforward like the alpha they're just saying beta because beta sounds better or something like that but i i definitely think it might be like you said a more polished game i'm hoping it is even if it isn't i mean still having this opportunity to do this is a great opportunity to help and will be the show 20 to be a great game so so yeah, that's the big news. And then uh, we got earlier, I believe this was on Friday, we got an announcement from SES and from ESL. This is all about that we have a fo- new tourney coming for this week. Actually started last weekend, just this previous weekend. On We had two qualifiers. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about. So LLB the show was never a game that went to in- esports. It was, oh, we were talking about this a little bit on last podcast. It was never a game that went to esports. We actually saw the first rumblings this year, and now will be the show 19, when we had ESL host their first tournament where we had over a thousand competitors going to each, each week. There was about eight qualifiers or more. I, I forgot how many there was total, but there was qualifiers every weekend where you try place to get into a top seed and you had to get into top 128 to get into the final day. Once you get to the final day, then you have single elimination and then the finals was best out three with nine innings and then you have a winner. But anyway, we never had esports in MLB The Show before. We've seen other sports platform games have it. Madden had it. 2K had it. NHL previous just started with that. And then we had a craving on our side where we wanted that for MLB the show so we had the first tourney it had his up and downs I mean that's expected that's very expected that's the first tourney ever run by ESL so you expect to have its bumps in the roads and now they come out a day before the tourney started where they announced new year cup the new year's cup for MLB the show 19 the last tourney for ESL for this version of the game and First off, first off, they did make a great adjustments to the rules. Myself and Cooks will go over this in a little bit, but I'm just happy that they're testing out the borders about esports going to, going forward with MLB the show. I don't know about you, Cooks, but I, I just I'm always craving to see a higher competition being played, be seeing the top players play at it, see who becomes the overall winner of a huge tournament that we see. Like, I just want, I just want it all. I just want it all. I can't, I'm too excited to talk about it. And it, it just, I'm fumbling over my words because I, <laughs> I'm very, I, I don't know. I love seeing this game at competitive state. No, I mean, anytime these big community tournaments are run, obviously we hadn't had any like official tournaments before November or whatever it was. Like, all the community tournaments have been really, really exciting. I mean, you always get these really intense matchups towards the end of it. You get some good games along the way through the bracket. You get the best of the best playing. Like, And it's always nice to kind of remind yourself, like, how much, like, the community enjoys this competitive gameplay because, you know, uh, SDS isn't isn't stupid they're gonna see that people like this competitive gameplay so it's only a matter of time before they started doing stuff but yeah i just the competitive environment i mean i come from a competitive gaming background like i played call of duty competitively for like 
I don't know, like like nine, ten years. I'm not cool. saying I was a pro, but <laughs> I was I was decent enough to compete at a pretty good level. And I played the game, and I just I loved competing. And for the past you know three years, I've wanted to see that from MLB the Show just to see like what it would be like. I mean, like you said, you see other sports games doing it where Madden has their, what is it? The, the champions. Yeah. It's, they have, they have different like bowls. They have like four major um, bowls. They like to call it like it. There's it. They, they go very, they even have seating. It's nuts how in depth they go. And that's when seeing that, I'm just like, I want this for MLB. Dude, how cool would we go to like the MLB parks and then you run those type of tournaments at the MLB parks. I know Petco has some sort of gaming area in there. And like stadiums around, uh, not, not necessarily MLB stadiums, but I know the new stadium in Vegas for the Raiders, uh, they have like a Twitch lounge inside their stadium. So like people like these uh, things, they're coming around. And it's I think it's only a matter of time before MLB really starts to take off. But it might take a year. It might take two years. But you know, once we start getting these tournaments under our belt, like honestly, the sky's the limit for what they can do. I think MLB does know that they need to, you know, improve their their marketing and improve that. And I think MLB the show and, you know, the home run derby game, like there's a really, really big window of opportunity there that they can take. And I do highly anticipate they're going to be working with those for the next, you know, foreseeable few years. I don't even know. But um no, yeah, I just the, the, basically the sky's the limit with what MLB can do as far as uh, I mean, competitive gaming for the show. Esports in general, I mean, it, it, revenues over billion billions of dollars each year, so it's only going upwards for esports. So why not get on board now, just like every other sports game, and see what they got? I, I do love how they test out the waters, even though that this past weekend we got the late notice about the ESL, but still I, I looked at the numbers. There were still over a thousand people that signed up on Saturday, I believe on Sunday as well. So the demand is there. Exactly. It's there. It's ready. It's people want to play in this. It's just like last tourney. So, and it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. So I definitely see this being a stepping stone for, for MLB to go into more esports. I remember we even had like the banner. I believe that was either last year. They had the ESL banner or 17. 17. That, that was 17. Oh, wow. That was two years ago. My mind. So um, they, they were trying to get this in the works for a long time. I don't yeah. know what happened with 18. You know, that's kind of a, that's, that's a dark period. <laughs> I think they got it figured out for 19, but yeah, that, yeah. that's been the works, man. It's, it's great to see. So now going back to the ESL tournament. So myself and Cougs both competed last weekend. The shift from one tournament to another, they changed up the rules. So why I'm bringing up them changing up the rules, they adjusted to the rules. So that means they're listening to feedback. They're listening to feedback. If you guys remember, if you did play in the ESL tournament before, they had a restricted lineup. It's very, it's, it's like a boosted up BR type of lineup where you use, I mean, use mostly diamonds and golds. Let's just say that, but there's different overalls that you have to use. Like you have to use, you have three 99s in your position players. You have three 85 to 94 to add on to that. And then you have any, everything else was golds for like golds bench. And then you have two gold players in your lineup. And then for pitching wise, it's very similar. You had two 99s, I mean, 95 or above for starting pitching one 85 to 94 
for another starter and then two golds. So they, I like the lineup they they put out. So that didn't change. What they did change is, is how you qualify. Now you get to qualify if you make top eight in one of the qualifiers or you get a top 64 score after all the qualifiers are off for because once everyone else qualified for the first eight tournaments, they, they're not part of the top 64 after that. So the top 64 scores after everyone qualified through the qualifiers will get in as well to be in the final day. But I, I like the adjustments they made to the rules. It shows that they're listening. And I've, so far, I've been having great experience. I don't know about you, because I've been having great experience. Uh, these games just feel like 11-0 games for me. Like in BR, it feels like every game is 11-0. The intensity in these games are at a high. You have to be focused in. But it, it, it's a lot of fun so far. And it's crazy for you, because you might have a little bit more experience. Because, I mean through this because not only you're playing these games, you're streaming these games as well. So it, you have like a little bit more into it where with your surroundings, I mean, it, it could be like one thing and a shift in like a pitch here or, or bloop here could shift the whole game and change your whole focus. The competition you have so much is just really on. what I like. And, um, you know, obviously the viewership is there like, you know, uh, people pulling in you know 100 200 viewers you know sometimes even more than that on you know this game in the middle of january it's in a 10 month old game that you know baseball's not even in season like there's just it shows that there is a demand there to watch this game competitively and i i kind of thrive off that i love the fact that you know if people are watching my stream when i'm playing like it gives me even more of an incentive to try and play better so yeah, the, just the competitive atmosphere of it is is great, and I, I agree with you. I love the rule changes. I was uh, really big on no created player, which is, in my opinion, I, I think it's kind of cheesy because, yeah, he is an 89 overall, but is he really an 89 overall? That's true, yeah. I mean, I, don't even, I haven't used created player once this year. I mean, really? Yeah, I just I always like using like, like real players. No, I I, oh, I, I just something like totally in agree with you on that. But like, yeah, sometimes that creative player can be OP. Oh yeah, I mean with the with the equipment and all putting it on. I don't know. I just I just never got around to it. I love the new additions they made last year in eighteen to create the new cap, but just never got really into it. I just want to play with live series. But yeah, I do like that rule. I liked how they had best of three for the final day. So that's that's huge. You know, it's not just single elimination. It's best at three. Even though it is still three inning games, which I believe most people don't necessarily love in a tournament form, the fact that it's at least best of three now, still, even if it goes to three games, it still kind of gives you a chance to play nine innings. You see, I I like it. I like having three innings for best at three because not with I know with nine inning games, you, if you have a bad start, you have so much time to come back, but. I feel like with this best out of three for three in any games, you lose one, you just wipe it out. You have that QB mentality. Be like, yo, this is a fresh game. We could take the momentum just within the first inning by getting like a couple runs here and then take that momentum into the next game. And then who knows what could happen? I mean, anything happens in a game. I mean, yeah, that's that's fair. I just I, I love the fact or I love the idea of um, making adjustments late in a game to try and like you know pick up on the pitcher's tendencies you know i i love the mind games that go into it like in a three inning game you know there's a brand new starting pitcher on the mound bullpen is you know not tired at all whatever it's just like in my it's just like let's see if i can score you know two three runs and then i should be good 
So I, I see it both ways. I mean, maybe it's just the BR person in me because that's all I've been playing lately. <laughs> I just love the three inning games. Hey, <laughs> BR man. Oh man, oh, I've been a sucker for BR. A different club yeah, on that. I, I love BR man. I'm addicted. I could do. I like I was saying before with BR, I could sit for days, days on the draft screen and just keep on redrafting and redraft and not be play a single game, just redraft and see what type of teams I make. Although there's 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 something about trying to go twelve and zero. I feel like that's the best feeling for me personally. Like going twelve and zero is best. Like better feeling than make a world series so i mean that's i think that's where the addiction comes from and maybe why i like the three and personally when i uh when running tournaments i like doing five innings i i really like going five innings for the first couple rounds and then expand to nine innings why i like five innings is because not you could rely on your bullpen or you could rely on you could go there's much there's still that strategy of relying either on your starter or your full on your bullpen like you could expand your starter usually for three innings you don't you use your starter for like maybe one or two batters but for five innings you could use it a little bit more and I, I don't know maybe I've just seen so many good games played on five innings <laughs> I can and totally understand that yeah I mean it, it, you're it's it's trying to find that you know middle ground between. Uh, you know, maybe a fluky three inning game versus uh, a 45 minute nine inning game. Yeah. So it kind of it hits that middle ground and the strategies there with the bullpen management and, you know, how you're using your bench. If you're using defensive replacements, like I think five innings is actually a nice little happy medium. I think it. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I do like it. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. I mean, for me, for me, for feedback, uh, it's just I. I think we will all agree we would like a little bit more time, but we don't know when they really set this up. We this could have been set up last minute. Like we said, we found this out on January tenth, and the oh, first yeah, yeah, day was, was January eleventh. They might have set this up last minute. We don't know, so we don't know the background of that. Of course, we will like a little bit more time, but then again, they made the, the adjustment to the qualifiers where if you get top eight, I mean you only have to play once and you don't have to play again until the finals on the February 15th and February 16th. So, I mean, that's, that's a great adjustment for that, but I think we will all agree that we love like at least a week. week no, week yeah, I, think, I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to disagree with that. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, the, the, the thing that helps though, like you said, is that, that top eight rule, but at the end of the day, still one day is not, not in my opinion, adequate time. No, enough. Yeah. Especially when, when people already have plans. I mean, for myself, I mean, I have a kid and wife. We uh, just make sure. Luckily, she's been hell of a supportive. Like I say, I want to do this. She was like, okay, I'm fine with me. So I've been uh, lucky there. So, yeah, that's that's our experience for ESL. Now, I'm curious what, what you looking forward to as we move on to, like, say, MLB The Show does move more into esports. Like, what we looking for. I want something similar like how Madden does. I love how they have seedings for their players. I like how they have four different majors. It feels it's very they have like they make it like a season. It's like a season and it feels very important each each time. I believe you and you get a belt as at the end too. How cool is that? Like a championship belt that would be kind of cool to wrap around. Get like a yeah, get like a like a like a custom like all star bat sort of thing. I could just see like McGunty or Kyle just repping the belt on stream, you know, <laughs> just slide yeah, it yeah. off. Like, oh, hey, it's it's just here, you know. Yeah, that's that's the belt I have. But I would like to see them do something like that. I don't know how they could implement that, but definitely would maybe uh, I don't know through rank seasons leaderboards or something like that. They'll have some type of form. But personally, I like to see them go in that route, and I, I think it will just bring off 
great uh, great atmosphere great games the thing is like do, do they go in the route of three innings like we're saying three in your nine games when they actually go more deeper into that if they do that i don't know how you do it as as it gets more competitive and it gets more eyes on it and stuff that's going to be you know a bridge they cross when they get there and i think the best way they can do that is truly just like listen to the player base like you know, we we play this game day in and day out. We play this game at a high level. Most of us have a strong understanding of what the best competitive environment for the game is, what rule sets needs to be in place, um, you know, how the game plays for, at different stadiums and stuff like that. I think the best thing they can do is listen to the community and make kind of a rule set that we can all pretty much get behind. And, you know, figure out the innings limits, figure out the difficulty, stuff like that is all can be worked out. But I think the most important thing they can do is truly just listen to the player base and just kind of, you know, build something from there. Now, now I'll be devil's advocate here. What about the viewer, though? Like how the, you want the viewers to expect like them get eyes on the game. How do you keep them watching the tournament? Like uh, like. Personally, for us, we would love to see nine inning games, right? We we love to see two best players go in nine inning games, best out of three. But I know I, I hate to bring this up, but what what if for the casual viewer to get them attracted to watch I would be the show because I mean, first off, people some people think baseball is boring in, in general. I I mean, I'm not even going to go there just yet. But for to watch them a video game would would three innings be more excitement for the viewer to watch because the more viewers they get, the more they could expand on this. It, you just have to look at it both ways. And I hate I, I mean, I rather just like I said, be nine innings best out of three, but got to see what the viewer would like too because that's going to help them stay there i mean i think for a viewer i think it could you know looking at it both ways i get what you're saying that like a three inning game might be a little bit more quick and more consumable and stuff but i think also baseball is always played on a nine inning limit other than i think i think high school plays seven but or at least where i went to high school it was seven but when it's you know when it's nine innings you know, there's if you watch, let's say you watch a Call of Duty match, you watch a, a best of five for Call of Duty that can run 45 minutes to even longer. It's like five maps and, you know, maybe it might be 10 minutes a map or whatever. So, you know, Call of Duty one round can run for a very long time. You look at Madden, they still play four quarters. I don't know what the exact time limit is, but so, I mean, like and, and that can still go, you know, for, for a considerable amount of time. So I think it's more of, you know. Once again, I think it's more of just finding the best competitive environment because I think if you have the best rule set and you have something that the viewer can understand, I think if they at least have an understanding of it, they can get behind it. And then you were saying, you know, baseball might not be the most exciting sport to begin with, but I think one of the reasons that is, uh, is MLB is kind of has like a, uh, it doesn't really let its players have a lot of personality like there's still a lot of people that get get mad at bat flips and stuff they've been doing a much better job of that for the past few years but i think you know if you have two gamers that have you know twitch audiences or or whatever there's a personality there and i don't think there's going to be a limit on the personality so i think there's multiple factors that go into it when you're a viewer and i think you're when you're watching a competitive game with uh maybe a personality that you recognize or a personality that you're not familiar with that you kind of see over time as the game goes on i think there's a lot of big positives there but once again i think it just comes down to getting a competitive setting down that both the player and the viewer can get behind and we'll see what that comes down to 
Exactly. So uh, I agree. Yep. You, you nailed it right there. And it, it, they could go multiple ways. I mean, not only that one, when they have like a competitive stage or stuff like that, they could treat it like the red zone, like have going into out between each games. Like not, do you imagine that just having like, be, like I know Twitch is doing better at like having broadcasts where you could look at four screens at one time. That'd be, I mean, that'd be dope, but that'd be which, great, which yeah. I'm thinking on my hand, I mean, there's so many possibilities going here and I definitely do think that I believe the show will work in esports i would say one thing though i wouldn't anticipate this year i don't know um i i might be looking at it in more of like a i guess not like a glass half full sort of way i i don't think we'd get any like in-person like LAN events this oh, year. I don't think that's they're they're quite there yet. They're still getting, you know, the ESL thing all figured out and everything. Yeah, it's stepping stones. It's all stepping stones. This is what we're we're thinking about like three or five years in the future. Or they, yep, long term goals for there. But it, this is only the beginning and I, I love where it's going for now and hopefully it continues and we get I mean it's when come 2021 I mean that's that's why this multi-platform is such a huge deal is that this game is being more accessible to a much broader audience I mean people for like we're going to just assume that this game's going to come on Xbox maybe the switch maybe PC so the user base is just going to exponentially grow and give that more opportunities for people to start playing and not only that it's just it's it's just going to expand overall in a community standpoint where people are going to want to see this game being played competitively. So that's another huge, huge thing to look for as we go into 2021. So yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see where it goes. There's still so much more to go with esports and an LBB show. I'm sure throughout this podcast, we'll be bringing up here and there as we move on. And it's just, it's, it's, it's very fun to see, man. It's very fun to see. It's very fun to play in. And I do recommend if you guys are a competitive player and haven't tried out the ESL tourney, I would just say give it a shot. It's free. <laughs> it's absolutely free. It's on the weekend. I know some some people might be busy on the weekend. Just try it out one one time. It's usually it runs from 5 p.m. Eastern to p, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific. You have to guarantee at least four hours of your time because each round uh, it starts each round starts at top of your hour, so you got one game at five, one game at six, seven, and eight, and then you're done. But it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to give it a try, see see if it's for you, and go from there. Agreed. Yeah. Not losing out on anything. Yeah, not losing out on anything. And who knows? You might make $4,000 at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do with that $4,000 right now if you had... If you had Packs, packs, just just no. packs for MLB twenty. <laughs> packs, packs, packs. Yeah, just I don't know yeah, every single player. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I'd do either. I probably save it and then like for me personally because I know I want to. My wife and I want to try look for a house. Maybe guess like use that for like a like my own personal room and stuff like that and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. But I mean, did you see that Nick Merck's room? Dude, he's got a waterfall. In I his know. Office. I know. How crazy is that? Uh, just, doors that I, automatically slide I, open yeah, like that's I, next level. <laughs> i know words my my job was your shop if you guys don't know what i'm talking about a streamer in the twitch community nick Merks. he's a very big streamer so he was he built a stream room it's usually like an office slash stream room and he just went it's like cribs it's like you're watching mtv cribs and you just see this glorious uh, room of his like how kooks bro he has waterfall he has like four gaming setups he has a stream setup big tv 
He's just everything. He's yeah, he's just he's got he's got room. He's got a, a, a fridge that's like the coolest fridge you've ever seen. He's got a, a fireplace. That it's just it's the most epic gaming room you could possibly imagine, and it's it's all in his house. It's where what you want your all of your boys to come down like every weekend and just chill for the full day and just play games all day, dude. Uh, if you're into content creation and you watch that video and it doesn't motivate you in some way, there's something wrong. Oh yeah. Without that. So anyway, moving forward now, what to look forward to? I mean, this is January 13th. I'm curious because we're getting the game on March 13th. So that's about two weeks beforehand that we last year, we got on March 26th. This, I mean, they didn't have early access. I think I blame Harper for that. I think they were waiting for Harper. I think they wanted early access, but they had to wait for Harper to sign. But hey, that that is what it is. We're getting basically two weeks early. Now I'm curious if we'll get the trailer early. Usually we get the trailer around after the Super Bowl. Usually the first week, I believe we got it the first week after the Super Bowl, that Monday. And I'm curious if we'll get it earlier this year. Maybe. Wishful thinking? There's a chance it could drop on my birthday if it's uh, the day after the Super Bowl, because my birthday is the third. That'd be okay. kind of interesting. But uh, I, I don't. Oh, oh, oh. So it's February 3rd. You'll be dropped on your birthday. Instead of it, we'll, we'll go back to and we'll be 18 with the reveal. Instead of George Herman Ruth, be yourself giving oh, the yeah, shot. There it right? is. You're, you're, you're a creative character in the game. You're just going to give it a shot. I can't talk Angels about uniform, that, though. man. It's under NBA. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we, sh- we should see the trailer soon. I was, I was just saying, I, I don't know. I was thinking the same thing as you. Like, are we going to get it earlier with the earlier launch this year? Or maybe they're just going to condense the dev stream schedule? Uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. But going to the trail, what do you like look for? Like, do you look for just the new legends? Or do you look like, like last year, I, I remember the, the things that jumped off the bat for me was the Dansby Swanson tag that he tagged someone that second, then immediately threw at home. That animation is just what, like, draw me to that trail which I could play over and over. And then, of course, the Willie Mays reveal. I mean, I'm always, look- I think we're always looking for legends, but I don't know. What, do you look for something or just legends and that's pretty much it? Uh, legend, like hunting for the legends in the trailer is always, um, in my opinion, really exciting. But, um, and that's kind of like the the most like generic thing to do for it. Um, but I think, um, as people who play the game every day, like you were talking about with the Dansby Swanson thing, um, some of those new animations that might not stand out to like a casual player are glaring to us. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, we see a new catcher animation, maybe a catcher blocks a ball differently, or, you know, a first baseman does a different sort of pick in the dirt, or an outfielder gets a different or read maybe or something Frank like, Thomas actually gives up an error, or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, those things stand out to us and to like, you know, the the casual like, you know, fan or somebody who doesn't play the game that much. They watch that trailer and they're like, this just looks like another baseball game. And to us, it's like, no, you don't understand what that shortstop tag means. It's crazy how in depth like contractors go into that. Like they look for each Easter egg that's there. Like I remember looking at I, I believe looking at like the RTS screens to see what legends were there. Like they put like little tidbit of there like i believe we saw like necro um, i know i'm bringing up necro but so yeah what what happened to him they're going to drop him the day before 
early early access release. I'm already calling it on the Thursday. They're going to do it. They're going to do it on my birthday. My birthday is on March 12th. So it's the day before the release, and they're going to release it. I'm going to get yelled. That'd, okay. be, that'd be kind of funny, actually. Uh-huh. But like we said, I think the other big thing is, like we said, the Willie Mays reveal. So they always had like that big legend. Previous years, they had Kent Griffey. 18, they had Babe Ruth. Uh, 19, they had Willie Mays. Now, I'm curious who's going to be the big legend this year. I feel like there's only like certain amount of names, about like three to five names that they could do. Uh, for me personally, I think it's going to be Mickey Mantle. I think it's either going to be Mickey Mantle or Hank Aaron. I think it's going to be one of them too. That's my prediction. I don't know about you, Coos. I, I think it's got to be it's got to be a hitter just because I feel like mm-hmm. um, that's going to excite people more. That's what I thought too. A lot of people were asking like, why do you don't do pitchers? It's just because you play with the player yeah. most and of the like, time. You know, at the end of the day, like a home run is way more exciting to people than a strikeout. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the way it is. So, um, I would say like my top candidates for who I think could be at the end, I would say probably, I think Derek Jeter Ooh, is a good okay. chance. Even like, and Derek Jeter, I know the whole overrated talk, whatever that dude will sell. Copies oh my God. Of- would it, especially since he's obviously going to be first ballot hall of famer. So yeah, just- you could say he's overrated all you want mm-hmm. and you, you may not even be wrong, but like you can't deny the impact that Derek Jeter has on a baseball property. Like it's, it's unreal. That's the, that's the same thing for like a lot of people were questioning why we got Javi Baez for the cover. I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? He's like a huge, remarkable player in this game. Superstar in my eyes. It's, it was a perfect choice. Yeah, or, or even even with Harper, you know, people are like, "Oh, Harper's overrated and stuff." Do you guys realize how popular Harper actually is? Like, yeah. Mike Trout may be the best player in the game, but Harper is kind of the face of the game, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. um, either way, but uh, yeah, Derek Jeter, I think, is a big uh, uh, possibility. Um, but actually, I, I was going to agree with you. Uh, Mickey Mantle, I think, is Mantle, is yeah. a really big possibility too. That'll be the second Yankee in the past four years too. Yeah, I will love it. I mean, switching outfielder, it'd be very similar to the Carlos Beltran, maybe probably even better than Carlos Beltran playoff edition from Houston. I mean, I still love that car. I wish that car came back. Don't remind me of that card. It still hurts that he's not in the game. Who knows? Since he's a coach, it might be easier to attain the rights. I don't know. Possibly, but um, we ha- we asked this question on Twitter, and um, we 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 said what three new legends they will like, and what would be the big reveal. We had a few people that actually agreed. AJ Colossal said uh, it's either going to be Mickey or Joe DiMaggio. Uh, Dave said it was going to be Mantle, Pedro, or Puckett. Uh, we got a few, few Mickey. I think a lot of people, the general was Mickey Mantle for the most of the part. So Mickey, Ma- Aaron, Pete Rose. I don't know if Pete Rose would be, he would be huge, but I don't know if he's a reveal yeah, trailer. I think he'd be absolutely a reveal trailer. Yeah, okay. yeah. And a lot of people brought up like steroid areas, guys like McGuire, Sammy, and so on, so on. I love to see Ortiz back in the game, David Ortiz. And there's a lot of cards. If if you had like besides like the reveal, if you had top three, and you could guarantee these top three to be in the game, who would be guaranteed that they'll be guaranteed? You can't look back. Oh, guaranteed, man. Um, (laughs) I think. Okay, I think we're I think we're guaranteed to at least get one like big name pitcher that people are looking at, whether that be Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, probably not Roger Clemens, but like Pedro or Randy, I truly think we will get. Okay. Um, 
as far as a hitter, um, I really think we're going to get either Ortiz or uh, A-Rod. Really? You think A-Rod's coming back? Oh, man. I really, I rarely play with A-Rod cards. It's kind of crazy because I I got into Diamond Dynasty in what? Well, I got into Diamond Dynasty like 13, 14, but I didn't really get into it until 16. And I, I think you retired at the 16. So I didn't really get to play with A-Rod. He had like five cards in that game. He had the live series. He had the Texas version, the Yankees the Mariners. Version. He had like three ninety nine cards. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. It's it's nuts, but yeah, oh, that's uh, great. But he would he would answer the question of who's the best shortstop in the game easily, in my opinion. So okay, uh, like you maybe move Honus to second, even though he's got a weird secondary thing. But like you know, at the end of the day, I think A Rod would be huge. He's, yeah, he's a five tool player. There's. Nothing about it. Yeah, exactly. And his swing was very glitchy to use in the game. So I'm trying to think who would be my top three. Or guaranteed. Oh, well, let, my guarantees, I, I I think it's Pedro. I think it's Pedro over Randy. But I do think it's Pedro is going to be our big pitcher. A big hitter. Well, one hitter, Alfonso, uh, Soriano. Alfonso Soriano. I think that's going to be another. I, th- I think that he could get into the game. The third one. Oh, man. This is tough, man. This is tough. I'm trying to pitch. I mean, I will personally. Um, I th- I think Bell, I think I I actually do think I want, I want comes bigger pitchers. I want, I want lefty pitchers, man. Lefty reliever pitchers. Give me Mitch Williams. Give me uh, John Franco. Tug McGore. We only have Willie Wag uh, Willie Billy Wagner as our legend lefty, right? For relievers, what are you talking about? Don't forget, don't forget Johnny Ventures. Oh, like, yeah, but like, Ventures is a live series player, though. I mean, she has that <laughs> flashback card, but still, for for legends, we only have one lefty reliever. So give me the wild thing, Mitch Williams I'm, or John Franco. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I will love more pitchers. I will love uh, Pedro Randy. For me personally, I will love Johan Santana. Um, I always loved using him in on the online franchise back in the day, and he always had that circle change. Slider, uh, two seamer, and four seamer that I love use, and he has that uh, nice little wind up that's easy to do with pitch analog. So, so those are those. I mean, I can't think of a third guarantee though. I'm trying to think who's out there. I want I want more people. Do you want more people from the '90s though? You don't care what. Le- I would love more people from kind of the era that I started watching, okay. which was like, like the i started watching kind of in the early 2000s but i still was really familiar with the late 90s that's the era i want to see which is you know might, might be some steroid dudes in there but that, i think that'd make it even more fun yeah that would i mean especially we love seeing the home run <laughs> being hit uh so i'm trying to th- i think another name that's going going to i think john smoltz that's that's who i was trying to get at john smoltz it's a good choice i mean especially with his you know, broadcasting. Not only that, I think it'll be dope to have him because you could use him as a reliever and a starter. He's one of those hybrid pitchers that I love to see. So, and he was successful in both both ways. I think he had over two hundred saves, and I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. So, but those are those are the legends I would like to see. I mean, there's a lot more, of course. I, if you just had one though, what's the number one you want to see? Number one's Beltran back, man. Give me Beltran back. Uh, without a doubt, I'm, I'm without, a big doubt. without a doubt. I mean, I would love to see Bonds in the game, but I just don't think he's attainable. I don't. I, I really don't. I think he's that type of person that's very hard to attain and to get to this game. Especially if you say if you can get in this game, you want to release him in 2020. You release him next year when it gets goes multi platform. 
that's the smart move that's to just, do. Yeah, just, I mean, that, bam, yeah. you have there. That's just going to increase sales. Like it's not. Uh, I think for next year, it's either going like you said, Jeter either this year. I think it's going to be either Jeter this year or next year. One of those two. And do you, last question before we get out here, we I, I was going over this question with a few other friends. Um, do you think Jeter will have a ninety nine card? Absolutely. You really think it would be ninety nine? Yeah. I think people. I think people will go up in arms if he has a ninety nine card. I don't. I mean, I really do. I, it's just I, like he's. It's like once again, say whatever you want about him defensively. He's overrated. Blah blah blah. He's still one of the best hitting shortstops. Yeah. yeah. His contact would be through the roof. I mean, he has over three thousand hits. So. Yeah. I, I think. I definitely think he gets a ninety nine. I okay. mean, if if Harper can get a ninety seven for this year, I mean, he still had a his, he had a good year. I know people look at batting average and freak out. Harper had a good year. Um, if he can get a 97 finest for this year, you can find a way to get a 99 Derek Jeter in there somewhere, whether it's a single season or signature. Jeter's going to have a 99. <laughs> I do agree. It'll be fun to play with him. It really would. Even as a Mets fan, I am. It, I will suck it up and try to use him out. But <clears throat> All right. So it, there, there it is. There it is for today. I, I, this is a good one. I, I, the first with us two hosting inside the show. I know I know it was little, yeah, first of many, a little like it took a little bit to get get the chemistry together, but it felt good, man. I, I appreciate you uh doing this with me. And we're gonna try to do one next week. We're gonna try to do next one. Like I said, we're gonna try to get this out tonight. Keep keep updated. Uh follow our Twitter, twitter.com slash inside the show PC. Once again, twitter.com slash inside the show PC. You can follow us personally. You can follow Coogs at Twitter.com slash Cougs46. Am I right? Yes. And you can follow myself at Twitter.com slash TV. But yeah, Cougs, this was a hell of time, my man. It flew by. I it know. absolutely flew by. I, I can't believe this is over 50 minutes already. I didn't, is it really? I look. Yeah. This. I mean, this is what happens when we just talk about things that uh, all about the show when we yeah, love playing agree, the game man. and stuff like that. So until next time, I... I, I, let, I Hold on. We'll give a little tease. I think we already discussed. We'll give a little tease for next time. If you guys want to go into I'm Will Be The Show 20 for a little head start and show why, show others why that you don't have to spend a lick. Yes, you don't have to spend any on packs going to next year. We're going to go over why this game is not pay to win. A lot of people think this game is pay to win. Uh, A lot of people think you could use your credit card, get all the players. It's not the case. You can use multiple different ways. And we're going to go over that, over that next podcast. You ready for that? I'm dude. I want to record now. Yeah, exactly. So, but we'll leave you off that. I appreciate you guys listening in today and we'll see you next time on inside the show.